Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Megan, how's it going? It is going well. Um, we are recording this in early August, and a lot of us are, are kind of coming up like a slow crawl <laughs> to the end of the summer. Although some people are, it's like over. I know. It's crazy. So it's like they're heading back to school already. So we're kind of going to get in a little bit of a fall-ish, but not too you know, heavy-handed yes. um, mindset today. We're gonna. Last week, we talked about summer malaise and how things sometimes start to fall apart. and this week, we're going to talk more about just kind of getting organized, whether... Yeah, getting back on track. Yeah, getting back on track, whether it's because it's the beginning of the school year and, you know, you just really need to know where things are <laughs> again and, you mm -hmm. know, where everyone's supposed to be and what day it is, or whether it's, uh, you know, just any time of year, just getting yourself back together and, and getting chores done and tasks that need to be done and staying organized. Yeah, and including your, and including your kids in that too, yes. I think, kind of how to implement that. Or at That's, least that's what I'm going to ask you about, Megan. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion, and because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. 
Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Let's get to the meat. Let's get to it. So, all right. Well, here's where I'd love to start is kids and chores. Because last uh, episode, we did talk about things falling apart around the house. And one of the things I kind of griped about to you, Megan, is that my kids are young enough. If you're new around here, my kids are two and a half, five and seven. Um, where up until this point, it's been pretty much all me. So if we come home from a vacation, which is what I talked about last week and everything's a mess, I, in my mind, it's still very much on me to kind of get us back in order. And not only have the kids not historically been a huge help, but they're usually making more messes. Right. So I know at some point that shifts and Megan, you've written a ton. We'll link to, we probably won't even talk about all the posts you've written, but I will link to them in the show notes because you've really talked about this a lot, um, is kind of bringing your kids into the household management picture, um, whether that's through a chore chart. And I guess where I feel kind of stuck and I will let you advise me and listeners is like, just what, like how you go from your kids, not pulling their weight a whole lot, just because of their age and whatever else to little by little integrating them in and having higher expectations. I'm not, I will say, it's not that my kids don't do anything. I mean, they clear their plate after dinner and they'll pick up toys when I ask them to, but it's a big difference between the kids, the ages that you have and mine. Mine aren't giving major contributions at this point (laughs) to house management. So does anything jump? Is there any place you want to jump into that? Uh, Well, let me, let me just first start by saying (laughs) it's a process and a long one. And you are still, I mean, I feel like I use this phrase when I talk to you a lot, but you are still in it. I mean, (laughs) you're still really in the thick of it. And thinking back to when I, my oldest was seven, I was still a ways out from a time when I could reasonably expect the kids to be a real help around the house. Well, Um, that's comforting because sometimes I do feel like, I'm just putting it off or like, no, I, haven't given I think, I think this is when they learn. I think this is when they do, they need to learn to do stuff that seems like it's helpful, but really you're going to have to be so hands-on with it that really it almost creates more work for you. It's still right. worth, it's still worth right. it because you're creating that work ethic and that idea that we all pitch in and all those things. But um, I would not expect for it to make a real impact on the ease of your life for right. a couple of years yet. Okay. It's just it's just reality. I think it was for me when my oldest were like nine and seven mm-hmm. was when I really felt like, wow, they're contributing in a noticeable real way. And then when they right. were like eight and 10 and then nine and 11, then it started, things started to like every year get 
you know, just easier and easier and easier. Right. But before that, I really just had to kind of resign myself to the fact that the house was going to be kind of in a shambles a lot of the time. And you have a toddler. Right. And so that, undoes. you know, there's toys and yeah. pieces and parts and, you know. And you know what is a dynamic in my house, too, is that the oldest is really good at keeping the youngest or even the younger two busy, which to me is more valuable than, say, having her clean her room or whatever, yeah. because I can get more done if she's playing older sibling. Do you know what I mean? Right, so that, And I'm sure that's a dynamic some people can relate to. And I've thought sometimes, you know, this is probably not a good long-term strategy because she's ready for, you know, some increased responsibility and all that. But for me, the biggest time saver is to have her keep the other two busy while I get stuff done. Well, so I'm I sure think... I'm not the only one in that boat either. I mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We, we have this, we set this, I guess, all or nothing panicked, yeah. you know, everything feeling about parenting sometimes where it's like, I remember reading a story and I've shared this on the blog before um, several times that I am in charge of our household laundry for a variety <laughs> of reasons. But when you have five kids in the house, right. you, I mean, you really couldn't, it wouldn't work for everyone to be doing their own laundry, even the teenagers, because they would be in my way. Right. They'd probably throw a load in, then leave it for a day. And then I'd right. have to, you know, it's right. just, it wouldn't, to me that even thinking about that makes me crazy right. and I don't mind doing it. Right. But I've, I've read sort of these like alarmist <laughs> stories that are like, well, if your kids don't learn how to do their laundry, they're going to go off to college and never know. And you know, right. it's not that hard to learn how to do the laundry. Right. Pretty much anybody can. What, I mean, if I had never done the laundry in my entire life and I'm standing here as a 38 year old woman, right. I could learn how to do the laundry today. Right. I'm pretty sure. So to me, it's more like setting up the mentality that laundry is something that needs to be done. It's right. a job that has value. It, you know, it's something right. that if, if mom's not doing it, then someone's going to have to, and that someone right. at some point is going to be you. Right. Um, I don't think it has to be taught so specifically. So right. if, if Allegra watching the little ones is helpful to you, then that's a job, right. you know, and, and that counts. It's yeah. still contributing. She's still helping you. She's still doing something that makes her feel like a valuable member of the family. Um, I think if you wanted to make it more like about cleaning, maybe she could help the littler ones clean their space. But right. it, I don't even think it has to tie so specifically right. to count, you know? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, don't, I definitely think you're right. So can you just give me a peek into the future of some specific things that you're just chore, chores and household management stuff that are completely delegated? Because I know your older kids have some jobs now that are completely delegated, not laundry, yeah. obviously. But uh, um, yeah, no. So give, um, give us a picture of how that sure. works with older kids. Well, Okay, so I like un I like loading the dishwasher. I don't mind it, but I hate unloading. So That's I fun. never unload the dishwasher. I love it. Ever. Like I'm serious, never. It just I don't like it. It's to me it's so silly. Like why do I like one way and not the other? I, know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't mind like the whole dishwasher thing. What I'm terrible at is the hand washing and putting away of bigger stuff like yep. pots and pans. I avoid yep. that. So I'll load and unload the dishwasher 85 times and leave this like mystery pile of soaking pots and pans and things that can't oh, yeah. go in the dishwasher for like yeah, three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty split. I mean, I do that sometimes and the kids do that sometimes. Um, I never take out trash. I never take out recycling. That is the older boys' jobs. Um, the, the boys walk the dog. They feed the dog. They feed the tortoise. Um, they... Let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, okay. So these are just like little random things, but yeah. um, breaking down boxes. I feel like we have kind of maybe because I'm a blogger, I don't, I have like an unreasonable <laughs> influx of boxes at all times. It's Amazon. For, Amazon is done. Amazon. <laughs> and I get, you know, I get like a lot of, um, you know, like book review books and stuff that uh -huh. I didn't even ask for. They just show up in the mail and then you've got these awkward sized boxes. And so the kids have to 
break down boxes. They sort socks. The little ones, it's their job. Mm, I think I've I talked before about how yes. I don't sort yeah. and fold socks. I just throw them all in one thing, um, one basket. But after there does come a point where it's chaos and no one can find any pairs. So I'll just dump the, you know, the thing on mm-hmm. the living room floor and tell the boys, um, Owen and Will, who are nine and 11, that they can watch TV if they want to while they sort socks. And they always complain because it is kind of a crappy job. But you right. know what? It's not that hard. Um, I don't clean the upstairs bathroom. The boys do that. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, there's just a lot of things, but yeah. a lot of them are kind of just because they're not things that the kids necessarily will do without me telling right. them because I, they well, don't always know when it where needs I was going to go next. Yeah. Is, they don't is, always know where it, when it needs to be done, but it's not. I've gotten in such a mental routine about kind of sensing. Like, I never go upstairs. Our upstairs is just bedrooms. Okay. I hardly and a bathroom. I hardly okay. ever go up there. And your bedroom so, is downstairs. And my bedroom is downstairs. Um, and we have a much nicer bathroom off of our bedroom, which I send guests to because I don't know what's going on upstairs. But um, our – so the upstairs, you know, like I almost have like a spidey sense. Yeah. Like my fingers will start it's tingling been, and I'm like – In a while. Wait a second. It's been a while since anyone's been in that bathroom upstairs. And I don't even go look at it. I'll just tell the kids it's time to clean it and, and they will. Um, well, I, I don't – oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't carry in oh. groceries. Oh, that's so nice. I actually um, – that was a life changer. Um, I start, as soon as the kids were old enough that I could leave them all at home to go grocery Mm -hmm. shopping, I purposely would plan grocery shopping while all the kids were at home because then, and then I would call my oldest on my way in and I'd be like, get ready, get your shoes on. (laughs) I'm going to be home in like three minutes. Here it comes. Here it comes. And so they do all that. The, usually the two. They put it away too. No, I don't want, I don't want them doing that. (laughs) No, no, no. We all have our things. Like, yeah, no, I know. That sounds <laughs> to involved. me, that sounds terrible. They they do everything that right. they would do it all wrong. Um, so there's like a lot of little things, right? It's not, yes. you know, they all no, keep No, but their... I love hearing that. And yeah. I'm sure there are others out there who are like, oh, this sounds amazing. It is. It is amazing. <laughs> and I lived in doing it all my doing it all myself and living in somewhat, somewhat chaos for a long time before I got to that point. So, right. um, Well, I think one thing you've done in your family, I just know from knowing you too, is um, less about maybe um, a system where everyone has, say, X, Y, Z chores and they do them on, you know, ABC days, but more that you've just created a culture of contribution and that when you ask, like you are, and we will link to your great post called Delegate Like Downton, which is sort of the Downton Abbey analogy. Um, But I think what that post was really about is you are definitely the household manager. And when you say, hey, I need you guys to clean the upstairs bathroom, they do it. It doesn't have to be on a Tuesday afternoon schedule. It doesn't have to necessarily have, you know, a gold star attached to it. But you've created a culture where that is expected. And I love that because um, everybody's everybody's different. I work from lists really well. But I've I mean, obviously, my kids are young, but I, I I'm. It, I'm not so much the type to implement a whole system that I, I then have to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like follow like, through with other people. So exactly. I, I have lists in my mind. It's harder for me to bring other people into that. Into that. You're not project it, management. You're no. <laughs> yeah. In that uh, way, like systemic. So I love and that. I love process. that it can it can look like anything depending yeah. on your family dynamic and how also how how the husband wife pair work. So I wrote a post yeah. a few years ago called, called the honeydew list. Yes. And didn't we um, get some nasty comments on that one? I oh, feel like we got like one or two. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So I um 
You never know. It's, it's always funny to me how household management oh, and yeah. chore yeah. and cleaning topics have got us nasty comments and then we can write about like sex or something and it totally I doesn't. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Fire up the fire up the crazies. Um, so it took me a long time to realize that my husband works really well if I give him a list of things to do. And I had a lot of guilt about like, I felt like it was so kind of condescending to be like, especially because he works a normal like Monday through Friday, full-time schedule. And come the weekend, I didn't want to be like, here's your list of things that I didn't get to this week or I need your help with. And it just right. felt really um, like, it just felt really uncomfortable for me. Well, it took me like years to realize that he actually really likes that. Not that he wants to spend his whole week doing chores, but he, I wanted him to see the things I was seeing around the house. Yeah. I wanted him to see the light bulbs that needed changing. That's one thing I don't do, even if I could change a light bulb, I don't but do I just that don't. either. John does that in our house too. And so, um, I, in the post, I mentioned that awesome scene in the movie, the breakup with Jennifer yes. Aniston and Vaughn, where she says, I want you to want to do the dishes. And he he's says, like, why, why would I, I ever want to do the dishes? dishes? But yeah. that's exactly how it was kind of this tension with us for a long time where I wanted him to like wake up Saturday morning, have his coffee and look around and see the things that I had been seeing all week. Right. And I realized that number one, he wasn't logging as many hours in the house as I was. So he just didn't see them. And number two, we all see different things. The things that were like bugging him or that he wanted to tackle. He's much more like big project oriented. Like let's, you know, like gut the garage or let's, and I'm a much more detailed person. So I've got all the little things, you know? And so he loves the list. He really does. He like, I can hand him the list and I, and it no longer feels like I'm being like this meanie naggy wife. Right. It, like he like putters around with his list and he's so happy that he doesn't have to figure out what to do that somebody solved it. So I don't know, I guess that just goes to show it just, it can work differently in different households and it's a process of figuring it out, whether it's your kids or your spouse or whatever. Absolutely. And you know what came when you were just talking about this, what it's kind of funny in our house, we're a little bit reversed in that I'm the big picture thinker and John's the right. detail person, right. but I'm also the one who's here more and paying yes. more attention. So it's yeah. kind of a different, it's like right. the inverse, but yeah, kind of the same. Um, so yeah, like so much of it depends on the parents and the per there's probably always going to be one person in a house. In my house, it's the mom. In a lot of houses, it's the mom because the mom happens to be home more or works right. from home or just is in the house more. Um, not because I think we're all, you know, naturally more domestic. I think it's just a matter of, you know, the fact is I know more moms who are home more hours than dads. So right. we see stuff, we live in it and we have yeah. to, you know, this is our workplace. It's our, right. it's right. where we are most of the time. And so if it started, it would be like if you were at your office and your desk was just a disaster all the time and you right. couldn't find anything, it'd be really hard to function. Um, but part of the reason that kind of, you know, active style that I have works for my family is because that's the way I do everything. It would be mm -hmm. totally that's the way I manage my career. I mean, it would be totally out of character for me to suddenly have everything super, you know, like a process that we go right. and every day, you know, every Tuesday right. we do this and every Wednesday right. we do that. I'm, I'm a person who thinks on my feet. I'm a person who does things as they jump in front of me and need to be done. And that's, so right. that's, and you resist, really you resist that structure a little bit. Right? I do. I, I mean, resist yeah. it. I rebel against it a little bit. <laughs> so, um, now that said, I think John could be a little more regimented in that way. And if he were home, as much as me, and if he had sort of taken on that management role, he might have more structure in it. And I would, I would kind of feel like I would have to just let him do it the way mm -hmm. he does it. Um, so yeah, it is really interesting. And it, it's always different. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like the honeydew list, our version of that. Well, I'll, I'll kind of tell you like, we have two different kinds of honeydew lists. One is 
the Saturday Megan is losing her mind because, you know, XYZ project has not right. been done and it really okay. needs to be done. Okay. Or the house is a mess. Or we have guests coming. Get, having right. guests come is the best. I know. And so I will make a huge list of all the things that need to be done. And then I assign people. Right. So it's almost like a family do list. Yeah, I love it. And then John has to be the person. He's like the, he's the, um, the taskmaster. He runs around and keeps people moving and motivated. And he likes to come into the room and clap his hands a lot, like really loudly. <laughs> and so everyone has to keep moving. So that's one way we do it. But if for all the stuff that just I noticed during the week that I really need to have done, I send it to John in Google Hangouts because that's the way we keep in contact all the time. Okay. And he's always got his phone on him and he's always kind of in his Hangouts. And, mm -hmm. you know, so he'll see it. He won't forget if it's there in, in text. Like he'll scroll back up and see it. Um, or I'll send an email sometimes if it's more than one thing. But right. I don't I don't keep paper lists for him as much just because I don't know that he would look at them. He's not oh, real that's so interesting. Oriented. And we're the opposite. I know. Like, so Brian, yeah. he's like, where's my list? And sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, we talked about it. He's like, give me my list. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm paper. Like, I'm totally paper oriented. So all of my to do lists are on paper and right. in journals and things like that. But um, one other thing I wanted to mention, we were talking about, you know, we were talking about ages of kids mm -hmm. and uh, at the age of which they can become super helpful. I want to also say that you know, it's not always about the age. It can also be personality. So an example of that is Clara is only six. Mm -hmm. And if I can send her to a room with the directions to clean her room, and she will go upstairs and clean her room. Like it, it's not a big deal for her. For whatever. Now there have been times when she's shoved everything under the bed and she comes right. down and says, it's all done. And then right. a month later, she's like, remember that time I told you my room was clean. <laughs> I tricked you. And I was like, well, I don't care. It looked clean to me. Your, yeah. You know, your bed was, your bedspread was covering right. the edge. Um, but she's really good at that. She can manage a space in that way, and it mm -hmm. doesn't overwhelm her. Owen, who's going to be 10 in a few months, cannot. Right. He crumbles. Like, he right. he cannot handle an open-ended right. job like that. Um, I have to go up still sometimes, because what I'll, if I don't, what I'll have, he shares a room with Will, and William will do the whole thing, and mm -hmm. Owen will just lay on the floor and roll around and moan. I mean, he's like the best <laughs> staller. He takes it very seriously and he'll kind of lay there or he'll crawl towards stuff. Like I'll say, you know, um, pick up your socks and he'll just kind of like lay in his stomach and slowly passive aggressively crawl to his, to his socks. So one thing that I do with the two of them is I'll go up and look at their room and kind of assess the ease of picking certain things up. And I'll say, okay, oh, and you get all the clothes and William, you get all the Lego or whatever. I mean, right. whatever needs to be picked up. And right. honestly, that's becoming less of a thing now, too, because they're older. They just don't play with the toys the way they used to. Right. Well, I think that what you just said is a really good point that I'm trying to think of some tips for helping kids learn these jobs. And that's I mean, we've started to do this a little bit, but one of them is to be really specific. So like I can't just say, all right, everybody, we need to clean up all these toys. Like I can give Violet, who's only two and a half. I mean, Hey, you need to get all of the baby doll stuff or yep. let's get, you know, find everything red. I mean, you really can break it down into anything that is specific because for most young kids, like you said, you know, just clean up or clean your room needs to be broken down um, into things that are a little bit more concrete maybe, or that feel a little less overwhelming, like if you're Owen. Right. Um, so we have to say um, that Kristen shop, one of the things that you and I both loved of her products is this little room cleaning checklist that does exactly that. And it yeah, says it's like, great. my room is clean when clothes are picked up off the floor, check. You know, it's dusted or swept or vacuumed, check. And then you can kind of add your own if you need to. But um, I think that's just a good lesson for all of us, even if yeah. it's your spouse. It's that, you know, we sometimes, what we envision in our head, we need to 
articulate more specifically for our helpers. Yeah. And I, I mean, sometimes it's even, you know, I'm 38 years old again. And I, uh, again, I mean, like I said, um, <laughs> I'm 38 <Yeah>. again. <laughs> How'd that work out? Uh, no, I even sometimes I'll walk into a room and it's a mess and I don't know where to start. So yes, I can't totally. really expect, you know, an easily overwhelmed nine-year-old to be better at it than me. Um, right. And I've had years and years of of working on that. So, you know, another thing that I haven't really, because I've, I've talked about how I don't really use chore charts in the traditional way that they're used where mm-hmm. I assign chores. Um, I do think that sometimes they can be helpful for kids to use themselves mm-hmm. and to assign themselves mm-hmm. chores like on an mm-hmm. individual basis. So while I'll probably never have one like hanging in a central place in my house with each kid's name on it and then all the stuff they're supposed to do. I can see how that could be really useful for kids who need those visual reminders. And I have a couple of those kids. Um, Chores, homework, lots of things that, you know, things that need to be remembered. Um, And then that kind of puts them in charge of remembering their own stuff. Something that I'm more and more realizing my kids need to be now that they're getting into more activities and there's, you know, older ones who are kind of in charge of their own transportation and stuff. It's like, I cannot be on top of it all the time. Right. Well, yes, I completely agree. When um, when we were looking at the samples from Kristen's shop, Allegra um, saw them. She was like, what is that? She said, I want one. And she immediately printed it out and wanted to fill it out for herself because yeah. she is that she's like a teacher and a, a teacher, not literally, but like that's her personality. Yes. She likes to organize things for other people. And I don't know where she gets that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I agree. I think that could be a really fun way. The other thing, um, because we're the same way, we don't have a master chore chart system in our house. But the other thing I was actually talking to my mom right before this and telling her what we were going to talk about. And she said, you know, that we never really did that. She said, but it's always really good if you need to change things up. So like if things, she said, I've never found one chore chart system that worked forever. And I don't think that's how they're supposed to be. But if you're feeling like in a rut or the kids aren't like, don't kind of have the the right responsibilities, mm-hmm. that it's a great way to kind of add variety into how you manage your house. And I thought that was a really good point because I'm so someone who thinks all or nothing. So I think, well, if I introduce the system, it's got to be the way we do things forever. Forever. Yeah. And, or, or it's quitting. That's like how my brain works. And I think, well, then if, if we stop doing it, then I've failed at this right. system. But I thought that was another good point that, that just like you and I, like a new journal, it makes us feel more organized that having you know, a pretty chore chart or a new system or, you know, printing out some whatever it is for the kids can kind of like breathe a little life into the process. And it doesn't mean that it's got to be the way you do things forever. So I kind of liked that perspective. That is a really good perspective. And I think that just speaks to kind of what we talked about earlier, that we tend to make things so all or nothing sometimes, and they don't have to be. And, you know, I, um, I was on this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but hey, we do that a lot. I was on, I just recorded an episode of um, the Read Aloud Revival with, oh, with yes. uh, Sarah McKenzie. Um, and she, so she's been on the home hour mm-hmm. like last year. And then I'm going to be on her show. I don't think it's going to go up for like a month, but uh, we were talking about summer and mm-hmm. how, you know, like you think of yourself as a mom who reads to your kids only when you're actively doing it and then you forget for a month or something mm-hmm. because it's crazy and you're traveling and whatever's going on. And then you feel like you're not that mom anymore. Like suddenly everything that you did up until then, it's like it's been completely, right. you know, erased right. or it doesn't count or it's right. it's invalidated in some way. And and my point was sort of like, well, okay. I mean, everybody falls off the wagon sometimes. And right. that can be true whether it's delegating to your kids or reading to your kids or right. having your kids take care of their own spaces or right. cleaning your house at all. I mean, right. we've all 
let things go all to H-E double hockey sticks before. Right. And um, isn't it clever? Yeah. Sarah knows I have a total potty mouth in real life, <laughs> but I try to keep these episodes very clean so people Actually, can Actually, I think we, we both do. So we deserve yeah, <laughs> a gold star on gold, your chore chart, Megan, for not giving us an explicit warning. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it kid-friendly here for the kids, for the children. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, things just fall apart. And, and so, yeah, I think that you're totally right that having – Having a fresh new notebook, having a new list, ha- buying a new book that you're into, whatever it is, buying, you know what, buying new cleaning supplies. Yes. I love to go buy, I tell you what, if I go get some really good smelling like Method or Mrs. Myers or mm-hmm. something like that, um, spray, like counter spray, I will mm-hmm. want to clean my whole house with it. Mm-hmm. It's so silly. Buying a new sponge. I bought a new sponge last week. And I came home and cleaned my whole kitchen because I had a new sponge. I mean, sometimes the tools make the job. Yes. Yes. I think that's a great way to think about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so I want to ask you about something that I think a lot of parents have questions about. And it might be, if it's too big a topic, we'll do a spinoff episode. Ooh. But I want to talk about, um, do you ever have some jobs or chores that uh, you pay your kids for? Not, we don't mm. have to even necessarily go down the whole allowance yeah. route. That's a little different. But I'm talking about, because yesterday, just yesterday, I paid my two oldest kids for specific jobs. Not jobs that I would expect. To, so in our house, I'll just tell you. You don't get money for things that you should basically be doing anyway. Right. Um, but there are sometimes when it's a bigger job that I will pay for it. And some they go through phases where they're more motivated about money, especially my second, Reed, who's five, um, who is pretty motivated to earn money, even if it's a couple dollars. So I've tried to keep it things that are actually really helpful to me, which is hard when he's only five and his his abilities are only at a certain point, but I, I don't want to give him $2 for doing something that would take me five seconds or that right. he should be doing anyway. So it's sometimes hard to find the right jobs, but I'm not opposed to paying for things that actually do help me out. So yesterday Reed cleaned out and he, he needed a little help from me, but not a lot. We have like a crawl space under the stairs, like a Harry Potter cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> and it hurts my back to go down and it, it's pretty big once you get in there, but it's like a little door. Um, so he, it's filled with extra Legos and a lot of stuff that's his that's shoved in there. And he did the whole thing with a little bit of guidance and it took him like over an hour. Um, so I'm curious where, how you are with, do you ever pay for these kind of jobs and how does that work? I think that we're very similar. I don't pay for stuff that they need to be doing anyway. Although we do have an allowance system, which is constantly in flux. You know, the allowance thing is hard. I don't have cash ever. (laughs) No. And, you know, I've sometimes got like all these kids with their hands out and they're wanting their, you know, their pay. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And it's so, you're already managing so many details. It's right. hard to remember. And then, then I'm like, I got to yeah. go to the bank now. And then how am I, I going to break up these 20s after I go to the ATM? Because <laughs> you're not all getting a $20 bill just because that's all I've got. So anyway, that's kind of a side issue, but one yeah. that I'm finding difficult. And I'm sure there's some solution. There's probably like a rechargeable card or something I could yeah. just be putting money on. But I, you know, um, that has been kind of an obstacle for being really regular with allowance, which makes me feel bad because my kids will be like, it's been months since you've given me that. (laughs) Remember that allowance you said you were going to pay us. I need to get paid. Um, But to me, that is completely like you said, that's to me is just money that teaches them, you know, how to manage money and kind of gives them a reward for generally being helpful around the house. It's not tied to any specific job. And I have had my kids say things before, like, like I'll be like, Hey, go clean your room. And Owen, especially he just wants, (laughs) he wants, he's a miser. Um, Like, oh, am I going to get some money? No, no, you're not. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But like you, if I'm asking him to do something, a lot of that tends to be like yard work kind of stuff for us Uh or big cleaning jobs, like cleaning out the garage, cleaning the basement. Um, I'll often pay the older, the like younger, older kids to watch their sister, even if it's not really babysitting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my 11 year old will walk Clara to um, the ice cream shop Mm -hmm. and I'll say, okay, I'll give him a 10 and be like, you can keep the change. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. it's going to be $3, right? but you know, he just got a little bit of money to do something right. that maybe he should have done anyway. But I feel like I'm taking him away from what he what he was doing, yeah. and it's kind and of an it extra thing. It so genuinely helped you. It genuinely helps me. Yeah. Um. So stuff like that, and I just judge it honestly on a case by case basis. I don't yeah. have any system for it. To me, yeah. it's like if I happen to have a few dollars and I have a job that needs to be done, and right. I have a kid available to do it, it all it all just kind of aligns. And they're usually the younger ones are really happy to do yeah. those jobs. The older ones, they tend to do stuff like. They'll go like my um, Jacob and Isaac just painted my sister-in-law and brother's basement. Oh, cool. Um, and that took them like a week. So they had to walk over there every day and, and paint their basement. And they got paid, you know, a decent amount of chunk of change right. for that. Um, I'm not sure I would ever give them a job like that in my house because I think it would drive me crazy. Like I think <laughs> I would want to micromanage them a lot. Right. right. And I'd be like the nag mom. You know, I just don't think that would be very healthy. But they go to John's mom's house all the time and do yard work and she'll pay them. You oh, know, that's great. Kind of a bigger chunk of money. So – I think it all kind of works out. Um, so yeah, I guess the answer is yes. 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 I do just like you do. Yeah. Well, it just I, changes as they get older into bigger right. and different and jobs. And this is relatively new for us, but it's been so far, I've liked it better than any kind of other, like I, I I'm, they don't have regular chores like we were talking about. They right. just pitch in when I ask and they are still young, but the paid jobs have actually worked better than I thought at this age. So if there's anyone out there who's hesitant to start that or thinks your kids are too young. One thing I found little kids are really good at is spot cleaning. So we, one time I gave Reed the job, our staircases, it's hardwood floors that are dark wood, but then the, what do you call like the part of the stairs that faces forward? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. The rise. Isn't that the rise? Yeah. So that part's white wood, if that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. so there's just scuff marks on it from going up and down and um, it was another, it was a big job, but it was so specific and he's so little that he mm-hmm. had like a magic eraser and it was to him, it was like a game, you know, yeah. he was like conquering each of these little scuffs. And so to me, I think, oh, that is such a big job because I would never want to get down and do every step and, you know, but it's almost like it was a perfect one for him because it was so specific and all he had to do was tackle each individual thing. So little like spot cleaning jobs are really good. If we're going back to the idea that cleaning a whole bedroom or cleaning a whole playroom. 
Yes, completely. They're cheap they're so happy and for a few they're dollars. They're uniquely qualified for it because they're small <laughs> well, and they, they uh, yeah. you know they see those little things. So and that was like it, it, I guess I'm still learning the types of jobs that are good for that kind of thing. I have to say that I have yeah. to say the magic eraser has been sort of. Um, <laughs> has been life changing for that sort of thing because, you know, 10 years ago or whenever the last magic razor has not been around that long. So I'm going to say 10 years ago. Um, if I wanted a little kid to do a job like that, I would have to hand them a rag and then some spray and they would spray way too much or they'd spray it in their face or like, you know, it'd be something I didn't want them to spray around their lungs. I mean, but the magic eraser takes care of everything. And you're right. I mean, that kind of job would hurt, like literally hurt us as adults to do. Exactly. But for little kids, it's no big deal. It's fun for them. Right. Um, same thing with like dust busting. Mm-hmm. Stairs. I hate dealing with stairs at all. Yeah. Um. In any, you know, com- like cleaning capacity. But right. for little kids, it's no big deal. They're like small right. and they can just crawl all over the place. Right. They can right. get into corners. And, you know, another thing that my little ones do is um, we have a dog, Moxie, and she is a beagle mix, beagle uh, German short hair pointer. So she's got this short, coarse hair. And right now it's everywhere. And because it's summer and she's shedding. Um. And so we have a tool called a Ferminator. Oh, I remember hearing about that from our vet. I don't think yeah. we ever got it. It's kind. Of, it, it's like a you pretty. Brush ex- the dog. It's an expensive dog brush. Yes. It's, it looks more like a like a almost looks like a like a like a garden rake, like a tiny little <laughs> garden rake. I remember. I think my vet tried to sell me one one time. Our dog doesn't shed very. So much, what but. it does is it gets their undercoat. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, you drag it down the dog a few times. Then you have to hit this little button, and it releases an amazingly huge hairball. Um, and it's just not the kind of thing I don't like, I'm kind of weird about pets. This is a new thing for me. I, as a kid, I would roll around in dog hair. I didn't care, right. but now I don't really want it on my hands. I know. I don't I've want gotten, it on my clothes. I've gotten more squeamish about that kind of thing. Yeah. Too. I just don't really want to brush the dog. That just doesn't sound like fun. But Clara will go sit out on the back porch and hold Moxie's collar. And Moxie's a pretty chill dog. So she'll just kind of sit there right. and Clara will ferminate her. And every now and then I'll, you know, pay her a little money to do it. But mostly right. that's one of her chores and right. something that she enjoys to do. Right. Um, it's like, it's like, if it's just the quick ferminate, that's a freebie. But there's been times I've been like, go out there, you ferminate that dog. I'll give you $2. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh, anyway, again, speaking of like a tool and a job that is perfectly suited to a small child. I mean, they want to touch the dog anyway. Right. I don't want to touch right. the dog. So. Right. <laughs> makes you sound terrible. I really do like animals. I just don't want them touching me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely hear you. And I think, I think the point is sometimes it takes a little ingenuity and creative thinking I have found to translate what will A, help me and B, suit their yeah. talents. So, and that I'm sure is the same as it goes on. I mean, it's just different than you can't quite just delegate exactly what you would do to a shorter person. Right. It doesn't, it either won't get done right or it won't help you in the way it needs to help you. So I think I'm just still figuring all this out. Well, you know what it is, Sarah? It's like the difference between, you know, when you had your first baby and you weren't yet used to like anticipating things. Like you right. didn't, every time they poop their diaper, you're like, ah, oh, what? You know, <laughs> again, you know, it's like, it takes you a little while to kind of get in the groove of this is what, being a right. mom is like, right. I feel like my, when my kids were really little, I was so immersed in just getting used to every new stage and learning how to deal with the fact that a toddler is not going to walk every, you know, every five right. feet, they're going to like lay down or whatever, do that arm pole thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just all these little things that just, or, Hey, I'm going to give this kid a toy and he's going to throw it. And it takes you a while before your brain <laughs> learns that. And then when it, when it learns it, it becomes second nature. Right. So you're sort of moving out of that phase because now right. those things are all second nature to you. And now you're moving into like, how do I 
manage the bigger environment around me. Right. And You're now exactly right. yeah. this is where that stuff becomes second nature. So for me, I can be in the kitchen cooking and right. helping with homework. And then I'll be like, Clara, get the ferminator and take the right. dog out. Jacob, right. get yes. the trash. Yeah. You have and the headspace to think like yeah. spin, many spinning plates. My well, mind you know, is just firing on all those right. things now because it's all second nature. Like what it takes to keep it all going. Now, five, 10 years ago, I wasn't there. And the other thing time. about the same thing, like I'm kind of moving from one stage to the next, is that you're so behind on housework for so long <laughs> that it's, yeah. it's a different kind. It's like triage at all times, right. right? It's like someone's either coming over or you just reach your breaking point and your work, you're going from like terrible to passable. And I right. feel like I really am seeing now how it's enjoyable to keep a more functional home on a slightly more ongoing basis. Doesn't mean we'll, we won't fall apart like we talked about last episode, but um, that when you're, when you're just constantly behind and your floors are constantly dirty, it, it's right. like such a chore, haha, pun intended. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's so not fun. You're just, you're not even really enjoying the process of living in a functional home. You're just keeping things. You're just surviving at that point. Exactly. And I do feel like I'm moving from that to where, and it's the same, it's the same with meal planning. It's the same with all of those things. You know, when you finally yeah. get a good night's sleep more than one or two nights in a row, amazing things are possible, my friends. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the point is, you know, if you're in that phase now where you still have the newborn and the toddler and you haven't figured it out and everything is a disaster, like it will not last forever. Not right. all stages of parenting are the same and you're going to be out of this one. And you don't have you know. to have perfect chore charts. Don't, don't have to have guilt if you don't have, I swear the Montessori system gives me guilt because they're so good at like making these tiny people really resourceful and responsible. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I love Montessori, but then I'm like, oh, you really are capable of cleaning up and I haven't really expected you to but do that's that. That's not a home environment though. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's right. like, I know my, my oldest went to a Montessori preschool and I remember walking in and being like, what? <laughs> this evil magic that you have it's amazing that you've worked over these kids like everyone's quiet no one's pushing no one's interrupting they're all cleaning up after themselves like what is this but you know they the teacher told me they spend the whole first like two or three weeks of class it's her right. full-time job just right. to set that up that right. system and that's right. just not the way we live as people you know i mean it's just as human beings in our own homes i don't want to feel like i'm on the clock in that way so right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that we can, we can take some of those, those things that we learn from systems like that and apply them. But I think that we also have to be natural and be who we are. And exactly, yeah. exactly. And then it does yes. take time. So if your yes. five-year-old doesn't have like a completed chore chart every night, please don't feel bad about it. No, no, no. Yeah. Use tools for fun and to help. Yes. And as they are needed and in, in creative ways, like we talked about, you know, with you know, using, using like a, if you're a, a write things down person, then maybe it's a journal that you need. And if you're, right. maybe it's a notepad stuck to the fridge. I am an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. And having a magnetic pad stuck to my fridge is a lifesaver. Um, That's great. And it's not always like, I don't necessarily have to have one for each purpose. Sometimes it's just, you know, I can yeah. rip it off and one week it's a grocery, right? you know, grocery notes. And the next week right. it's, um, like re reminders to myself about something coming up. It's just use the tools that are available. And if something doesn't work, repurpose it for Change something it else and try Change something it up. New. Yeah, completely. Well, that's a great segue into talking about, um, our giveaway. Are we oh, ready yeah. to do that? Um, because kristenshop.com has such great, cute stuff like this. Um, so the way we're going to do this is we are giving away $25 credit to kristenshop.com. So that is like 
you know, a gift card or credit to her store that you can use, our winner can use to um, buy any of her awesome stuff. So um, to enter the giveaway, um, we're going to have you guys first check out kristinshop.com. Again, K-R-I-S-T-I-N shop.com. Um, and take a look around, see what you would love to spend $25 on. And then come over to the show notes for this post, which will be at themomhour.com. And this is episode 15. You find it. If you haven't been to our actual website, if you've just been listening through your podcast um, platform on your smartphone or whatever, it's just, it's easy. It looks kind of like a blog post. It'll be episode 15. And we'd love you to leave a comment there on the show notes. That's all you have to do to enter. You can tell us your organizational challenges at home. Tell us what you'd spend that $25 on for kristenshop.com. Um, and that comment will serve as your entry into the giveaway. And we have this running until August 25th, I believe. Right, Megan? Yeah, that's a Tuesday, right? Yes. I feel like I made that sound way more complicated than it is. Go to the mom, Come hour. To the mom hour and leave a comment. Find but... episode 15, <laughs> leave a comment. But we really want you guys to check out Kristen's shop at kristenshop.com um, and tell us what you would love to buy with that $25. Um, and we will link, of course, in the show notes to her shop and to her Facebook page so you can give her some love. Um, and through August 25th, and then we'll close the comments, we'll pick a winner, and we'll announce the winner right there. And we'll also reach out by email. So when you leave a comment on the show notes, it'll ask you for your email. Make sure that's a valid email address and that it's yes. spelled correctly and all that so we can find you. And this is also a great place for us to say we're really excited to have a mom-owned business on as yes. a sponsor. And that is something that might be available to you. Maybe you might be interested in that if you have a mom-owned business. So you can always reach out to us at hello at themomhour.com if you're interested in sponsoring. You can also just send us email to say hi. And I just literally got an email um, as I was sitting here. I checked my email really quick just because I was worried about something. I'm, I don't usually you know zone out on you, Sarah, but I had to check my email. And I have an email from a reader and... And the title is I'm obsessed. The stuff <laughs> makes us so happy, you guys. I like know, every, really we does. are getting so many emails from people who love the show and it's really exciting and it makes it so rewarding for us. So please just email us, tell us and about And it yourself. really helps us too with thinking about how to be better for you guys because I, I still, I'm a dork. I listen to every, my read the other day was like, why are you listening to your own podcast? And I said, <laughs> I Isn't said, that you? Said, well, yeah, but I want to, I want us to get better, and I'm newer yeah. at this than you are, Megan. I want to make sure the sound quality is good, and that I don't sound like an idiot. So, um, so anyway, hearing from you guys by email really helps us choose new topics and kind of figure out who's listening. And so we love that. And I was going to say too, while you're at themomhour.com, especially if you've just been listening through your podcast app and haven't gone to the site, there's a couple things I wanted to point out. Um, one is on the sidebar there at themomhour.com, we, I collected a bunch of episodes where you and I talked about mom related topics when it used to be the home hour. So that yeah. would not show up if you're subscribing in um, iTunes or Stitcher yeah. or wherever. The Home Hour is a totally separate show. It's a separate show. and But I appeared on that show probably 10 times over the course of a couple yep. of years. And we, we talked about some great parenting topics, discipline, birthday parties, um, back to school stuff. So um, I collected them all and they're all right there. So if you're one of those, we've heard of a few people who are kind of like binge listening and yes. caught up on all of them. If you really do want more, um, there's some fun conversations there when it was the home hour. Um, and then finally, the last thing I want to say about um, themomhour.com is we do have an email sign up um, 
which is different than subscribing to the podcast in a podcast app. Um, the email subscription would, um, it would shoot you a quick email when new episodes are published because some people like to be informed that way. And that way, if we have any other special things going on, if we have a new show announced, then we can reach out by email. We won't spam you, we promise. So. I personally really like the email approach too, because yes. even though I listen to podcasts all the time, I'm not always in my podcast app. Right. Um, and so sometimes you don't know when there's right. a new show waiting until you go look for it. And this right. way, it's a little more passive. And, and especially if you're a new listener, it's really yep. easy to start listening and then completely forget to check in. Right. So right. Sus- uh, subscribing by email is a great way, just to, another way to stay in tune. And I really think, you know, the show notes are really fun because we get to show pictures of oh, us and yeah. our kids. And it's it's kind of, it's just like a fun little um, addition to yeah, the episode itself. Absolutely. So check and those comments out. there, obviously for this episode, our comments are going to be a giveaway entry, but comments there are always another good way to reach us. I know somebody was having a technical difficulty and left a comment and you fixed it right away. So yeah. when you I leave really a comment there, we that. see it right away. Yeah. Thanks, um, Anne-Marie. Yay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think that... I Is think that it for this week? Oh. It. I feel like that was a lot of technical detail. It don't, was, but you know worry. what? It was all Don't good Don't worry, stuff dear listeners. Just go to themomhour.com and it will all make sense. <laughs> it will all make sense. <laughs> well, okay. this is great. Thanks yep. again to kristenshop.com, Kristen Norton, for being our sponsor this episode. And I hope everybody checks out her shop and enters the giveaway. And we will be back with you guys in a week. In a week. See you then. All right. Take care. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. Hey, everyone. Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening, and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.